Welcome to the Postcard Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Mikatel. In the last episode, Ashley Colburn, an Emmy Award-winning TV producer living in Croatia, helped us plan a perfect trip along Croatia's coastline. Today, Ashley and I are sharing a deeper dive on what to see in the capital city, Zagreb. I'm probably saying that wrong. I keep saying it wrong. But anyway, bear with me. I am headed there to meet up with my friend, Crystal, who you have heard on several Postcard Academy episodes, including Travel Deals, Oaxaca, and the Animal Sanctuary one. And maybe we'll be podcasting from the road again. Maybe Croatia, maybe Albania. This episode is brought to you by my other podcast, Podcasting Step by Step. Are you interested in podcasting but feel a little afraid, a little overwhelmed, maybe confused about where you're even supposed to start? Every week on Podcasting Step by Step, I break down how to podcast with a little loving motivation to give you the skills and the confidence you need to finally launch that show of your dreams. Now, let's jump back into my conversation with Ashley. I'm actually flying into um, Croatia soon. I'm going to meet up with a friend. We're going to do a Croatian tour and we're going to start in Zagreb, the capital city. I would love to hear more about what's the best way to get our bearings on the city. Just tell me everything. So for me, Zagreb is a great city. I like it because it's big enough where you feel like you're in a city, but you really can walk in all the important places. So even right now, I don't even have a car here uh, just because I don't want to have to deal with parking. And it's really everything is accessible via tram or just by foot. Uh, so the center of the city in Banjelicic Square, that's kind of the main hub. And from there, you have access to the big main open market, which is called Dolats. Off of there, you also have a, a street that kind of separates the upper town from the lower town. It's called Kalčičeva Street. And on that, it's basically a street full of bars and restaurants, cafes. It's really a nice place to hang out, um, especially in the evenings if you're here visiting. And then their upper town is really beautiful. It's all the old buildings. Um, there's a, also a small funicular that takes, or gondola that takes you to the upper town if you don't want to walk up. Um, and up there, it's where they have the parliament and St. Mark's Church. So the, it's all cobblestone streets too. So it's it's really nice to just go for a stroll up there. As far as what to do up there, I mean, there's, not museums really, or there are actually, there are a few museums, but there's not, you won't see many people up there because mainly it's a residential and then there's some churches and that's where parliament meets. But, um, a few other highlights are Svetni Turk. This is a place where everyone gathers to have a coffee on Saturday morning where the, they all want to be seen. <laughs> uh, and the paparazzi will be out there to take pictures of everyone because it's funny in Croatia, Saturday morning is when everyone wears their like new outfits. And again, it's, it's really good people watching on Saturday mornings <laughs> because they really will go and drink a coffee for three hours and take a stroll with their family. And it's very cute. And then along the main street is Ilica and that's where the tram is always going up and down and that, and that leads to the main square. And that's where you find all the shops and ice cream shops um, everyone likes to kind of stroll down Elitsa, you know, if it's a nice day out. And then there's several parks. There's actually like a horseshoe shape of parks throughout Zagreb. 
Um, Zrinjevac is a great one uh, to visit. Then there's the Botanical Gardens. And there's Bundek, which is another park. There's another park called Yarun, where there's an actually a lake where people can go rowing. And a lot of people are very active around Yarun. So for me, Zagreb, there's also a business district that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't think many tourists go there, but just for people living here, uh, it's kind of modern and upcoming. And and I, for me, Zagreb really has it all. They have really good restaurants. Uh, many people even say that the fish at the seafood restaurants in Zagreb are sometimes even better than the ones in Dalmatia, just because, you know, they're really high end here and they're making sure they're getting the fresh fish every day from from the sea. So you can you can order fish in Zagreb and still be very satisfied. Can we do a little lightning round of your favorite places in Zagreb? Okay. Favorite bakery? Dubrak, Dubravica. There's tons of these types of bakeries like throughout all of Europe that you can buy anything from like a croissant to a piece of pizza. But I do think Dubravica is my favorite uh, in Zagreb. And you'll see those all the time. It's it's a chain for sure. It's not... Um, or Kokitsa. I would also say Kokitsa. This is a, more of like a French-based uh, bakery as well. That's also good. How about coffee shop? Mm, uh, it's called Kawa. So that's Q-U-A-H-W-A. I might have said that wrong, but it's so cool. The coffee is being roasted right there. Um, and then another one of my favorites is Ellis Cafe, E-L-I-S. What kind of coffee are people drinking in Croatia. I think at Ellis it's mainly like Ethiopian, but it's but these are places where when you go, I'm saying like you would never add sugar to it because there's no need to. Like it's really good coffee, mm. and I think that that's important because for sometimes if you just go to some random cafe and when you have to add a whole pack of sugar to get it down, it's yeah. just not an enjoyable experience for me. So I really am kind of a coffee snob in that way now where when you know you see you can walk into the coffee shop and just smell it because it's being roasted right there so we can go get a coffee and then just sit there for three hours (laughs) and no one will say a thing oh and one other tip you always have to ask for your bill here okay that is a great Not, not necessarily for the coffee but um definitely at any restaurant they will never bring it to you so they're they're just letting you do your own thing Yeah, like if you had a reservation at a restaurant for 9 p.m. and you walk in at 6 p.m. and you say, "Um, hi, can I have a table? And they're like, and they're like, I'm sorry, we're full. But you're like, yeah, but there's every table is open. And they're like, yeah, but we have a nine o'clock reservation because they're really specific on they know those people will stay from nine till, I don't know, closing midnight. But they're not ever going to they don't ever want to push someone away. So they would rather just lose the business then you know ah that's why okay yeah that makes sense where do you like to go for lunch I like Vinodol that's in Zagreb on Nikola Tesla street and it's for me I've never had a bad lunch there and it's food you can kind of get from all over Croatia but traditional and it's very very good and how about dinner Oh, I really like Botashare. They have a few of them. There's one in Dubrovnik. There's one in um, Split and in, in Zagreb as well. Very, very fresh seafood to the point where you, I mean, it's kind of, it's a sushi restaurant, but you can have like all the fresh carpaccio from the Adriatic. So it's really nice. Do you have any recommendations for vegetarians? 
There is one restaurant that I know is, I'm in it. I will find the name of it for you. I okay. have not been, but I have heard that it is very, very good. Okay. I will add that to but the But you wouldn't be able to find um, at any of the normal restaurants, you would always be able to find something because they always have lots of vegetables and yeah, they would definitely be able to prepare something for vegetarians here. Where do you like to hang out at night? So there is a street, it's called Dejman Street, and there's Dejman Bar, and it's kind of a nice place on a side street to have a cocktail or a glass of wine, uh, just because no cars are driving through, but I feel like a lot of tourists, until now, don't know about it, <laughs> um, but it's it's kind of a hip, trendy place, and um, I like the small street that it's on. But if you kind of want to be in the crowd and meet other even tourists or meet some locals too, I would recommend Colchicheva Street. And that's that street that kind of separates Upper Town from Lower Town. And it's literally a street full of bars. Tell me again, what was the one that you like, really like? Dejman. So it's D-E-Z, but it's the J-M-A-N. So it looks like Desmond. Okay. Yeah. How about museum? What's the museum we've got to see? So this is kind of funny, but I think it's really, it's won a lot of awards and it's really, I think, great. It's called the Museum of Broken Relationships and that's in Upper Town and it's this museum. It really has nothing to do with Croatia, so maybe I shouldn't be encouraging this, but it's so funny and I think it's a good laugh. And basically what it was is all these people who were in uh, relationships, something went wrong, they sent their story and something that represents that relationship. So you go around and you read, and, and some are really funny. Okay, some are sad, but it's it's just kind of a, a laugh, to be honest, and something different that I had never seen before. But also um, there's the Museum of Illusions that is also very good in Zagreb. And then, of course, there's like uh, many art museums and the National History Museum, the Museum of Archaeology. So there's plenty of museums uh in Zagreb, but I'm not a huge museum fan. So that's why the broken relationships was kind of a funny one to go to. Yeah. I have a friend who was there last year and, you know, that's not a place that I would ever think of checking out, but he said, yeah, yeah it's really fun. You need to, and you it's need in to a see great it. part of town too. So it would be worth it to just go up there to see that. What's the museum of illusions? What, what is that about? It's like you walk through and, you know, there's mirrors all around you and it makes you um, almost like you're in one of those like kaleidoscopes. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's just like different. Oh, actually, you know, another great museum is Nikola Tesla was born in Croatia and there's the Nikola Tesla Museum where you can learn all about his inventions and what was patented. And it's actually also worth a visit. You can visit his home too, which is kind of near Plipice Lakes, his birthplace. And that was turned into museum too. And that's kind of on the side road. So if you were to travel to Plipice Lakes and then take the old road down back to the sea, it would be worth a stop. Okay. Awesome. What is the cultural scene like in Zagreb? Is there music is it is it known for anything specific so there's lots of concerts that happen at a place called Lisinski and then the National Theater is really beautiful you can also do a tour of the National Theater uh, but they have different shows again if they're in Croatian that would may, might not be that great for tourists but there is uh, or there are a lot of shows that happen uh, throughout Zagreb definitely I will say that there's lots of wine bars that have music. One in particular, 
I really like a wine bar called Basement, and you kind of go down to go into it. And sometimes they have live music. Um, you'll see, you'll hear some live music, you know, just on the street when you're walking around if it's a nice day out. Uh, but but yeah, there's definitely, I would say people in Europe in general are much more musically talented as far as learning instruments and such than <laughs> what I'm used to in the states. Like they all learn from a young age. Uh, in the season at noon every day they have in the main square um they call it like the regiment comes through on horses and they're all wearing the traditional outfits with that red tie that i mentioned about the cravat or the tie and they do like a short performance in the main square so they're all on horses and it's just, it's the soldiers on horses and it's something nice to see for tourists they really like that that's really cool is there a specific time of day that they're coming it's at noon Okay, yeah. sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Is there a certain neighborhood that you would recommend that we stay in? I would recommend um, anything that's walking distance to the main square. So as far as, so, I mean, in the center, definitely. It's the place to be. And you could also look as far as uh, Britanski Turk. That's another um, square that has like a little farmer's market every day. And then on Sundays, they have an antique fair that is really fun to look through. So it's kind of like a flea market on Sundays there. Uh, but that's still maybe only 15 minutes walking to the main square if you stay in and around Britomsky Turk. So that's also. But I would say as long as it says how long it takes to walk to the main square, then um, then that would be good. Okay. That sounds like a lovely everything neighborhood. Surrounds, everything surrounds the main square. So how much should we tip? Is there a tipping culture in Croatia when it comes to like restaurants, taxis, things like that? So I typically round up when, I mean, it's definitely not like in the States, but then again, sometimes at a nice restaurant when I have really good service, you know, I really do tip well. Um, but for small things like coffees or taxis, uh, if it's two or three kuna more, then I just will say, oh, no, it's okay, you know. Um, but it's definitely not like in the States where we have to think, oh, gosh, what's the, you know, what's the percentage of this? Mm -hmm. If you're satisfied, like leaving, you know, 10, 20 kuna at a restaurant, like typically that's, that's okay. How much is kuna? One dollar is six kuna. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a coffee is maybe... 12 kuna so two dollars that's easy to figure out you can basically divide by six okay and then figure it out how many dollars it is what would you say are the biggest differences between american and croatian culture well first of all the difference between american and croatian culture is it's much slower here i mean that's i think in general in a lot of european countries as far as uh the way that people choose to live their lifestyle. And I, of course, like that. However, I still have my American mentality of hustling, hustling, hustling and working all the time. But then I find that you can find success uh, in that when you are in a country where things are a little bit slower. You know, it's not like you're surrounded with all of everyone else who is, you know, has the same mentality as you. So I kind of like that. Um, but the, here when you... you 
people have uh, coffee breaks, you know, five times a day, and they can even sit there for an hour, three hours on a Saturday morning having one small little cappuccino. <laughs> so to me, that is really funny. Because, and I also remember people used to always invite me to coffee, and I thought that that meant you had to order coffee. And then finally, uh-huh. and I was like, but I already had five today, you know, uh-huh. like I really can't have any more. And then I remember meeting someone and they ordered juice, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have juice too <laughs> if I don't have to. But I just thought I didn't want to be rude, like, oh, they invited you to a coffee, and you can order wine if they invite you to a coffee. I mean, it's really. It's just kind of a term, general term of let's sit somewhere for hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of funny things to me as far as the culture, but I think that would be anywhere that you go. I mean, um, there's like, for instance, in America, when we open our windows, well, if it, let's say it's hot outside and we open our windows because we want to have the breeze, like we really need some fresh air in Croatia. They really think that this breeze will kill you. Like mm-hmm. they think it will make you sick. Uh, you know, God forbid a breeze come through. And so it's so funny to see moms and grandmas and everything running to the window or closing the door or, you know, or if you don't have socks on your feet. I mean, I grew up in Southern California and probably never had socks on my feet as Mm -hmm. a young child and baby and everything. And here they dress everyone so warm. I mean, these are just funny things that you see every day and you're like, that child is probably roasting. I mean, it's (laughs) hundred degrees outside and they have a beanie on its head and all these things. (laughs) So these are just kind of funny things, uh, that are cultural, um, you know, traditions, I guess, or myths, or I don't know what you want to call uh, old wives tales, maybe. But, uh, but then there's many things about the culture that I love. And that's mainly just has to do with the people and their traditions. In America, I mean, I know my family, we have our own traditions that, you know, maybe my grandparents started, but in Croatia, I really feel part of the culture. And when I hear the music, and I see the dances, and I see that kids learn to like love their culture from a very, very young age. These are some things that I kind of feel like we miss in the US. I mean, we have July 4th and everyone goes out and watches the fireworks and we have a barbecue, but but here it's like every Sunday there's family dinners or lunches and I don't know, things, they're very family oriented here. And I like how they, you know, always are putting everybody first in their family. And it's just very obvious it that sounds, they enjoy the time spent together. It sounds like uh, Croatia and Italy have a lot of similarities. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Italy many, many times and it is very similar. It's this like Mediterranean type of feel. Final question. What, yeah. what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in moving to Croatia? They don't make it necessarily easy for people to come here, but I would just stick with it and um, and find your your niche on what you can. I mean, depending on what your job is, I think that when you move to a country too, it really is important important and people appreciate if you learn the language. So I would definitely recommend people learning. I mean, while people do speak English here, I've seen more of my success and just being able to understand people on the street and doing everyday things, being able to speak the language really does make you feel more part of the culture. So I think that that would be important to do rather than just kind of live in the dream here and not really understanding the country and how it, you know, works and operates. So I think that anywhere you move, 
you have to really immerse yourself and not just hang out with other expats because I see a lot of that where expats only hang out with expats and I wouldn't really recommend that because then you are kind of segregating yourself from the culture. Actually, I'm going to ask you another question because that's a great point. You know, I think it's quite easy as expats to make friends with other expats. It's just easier to find them because of like online forums and different things like that. How, Mm -hmm. How have you made friends with local Croatian people? Well, I was lucky making friends with Croatian people because when I came here so many times and for so many years, I was always filming. And so when I was filming, I was only with locals. So actually, I didn't meet expats until a long time afterwards. So I was lucky in the fact that all my friends were Croatians and they were the only people I knew. And then I was remember hearing, oh, other people live here too, like because I never was around it. Um, now I do have some expat friends, of course, but, um, many of them are married to a Croatian. And so there is like a comfort in hanging out with them. Definitely. But I would say the people in Croatia that feel like my family are Croatians. So that has allowed me to really, I think, put roots here because you do feel like you have a family, especially when it's people from that country. If somebody moves to Croatia, but they don't have a sort of network to jump into. Do you have any advice on how they can meet Croatians? Well, I will first of all say that Croatians are very, very friendly. So, (laughs) I mean, and they are, they really like foreigners. I mean, in the fact that you're immediately kind of cool (laughs) in a way, because, you know, they have questions and they want to know, they're very curious people and they're very just like open about asking anything. And I like this because I feel like my conversations with Croatians are like true, real conversations. Like I feel even if, you know, I left like learning something or just enjoyed the conversation, whether we agreed on something or not. So they are very open for that. But like there are for expats, there's also many um, online clubs and events that you can go to, whether it's, you know, I went the other night to like a business cafe international event and half the people were foreigners, but half the people are Croatian. So these are some fun things to, you know, share ideas and get connected with other people who are living there too. So I think in any place, and again, everyone here does speak English, so it's not hard to even, you know, go out at night and talk to people and that type of thing. I mean, if you were here by yourself, it might be like in any place, you know, you might be kind of nervous to go talk to people, but you would quickly see that everybody is very warm and friendly. All right. I am getting very excited for my trip to Croatia. Crystal and I and our friend Elke have booked our first few days of accommodation. This planning ahead is not the norm for us, and I have to say it feels pretty good to have things lined up ahead of time. When my mom and I went to Torino recently, most of the Airbnbs that I had been looking at were gone by the time I booked, which I think was probably at the airport when we were on our way there. So sorry mom, we ended up staying in a decent place, but it's nice to have options. So. When you know where you're going to be in a month, which I often do not, it's great when you can plan ahead. So I really like this. I'm going to try to do it more often. I'll link to the Zagreb places Ashley and I talked about today on postcardacademy.co. That's all for now. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful week wherever you are.
Okay, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to my blog on Substack for more content on how to thrive through better communication, stoicism, and global exploration. That is right, blogging is cool again over on the Substack platform. There you can chat with me in the comments, and I have plenty of bonuses for paid subscribers, or you can just read for free. So click the link in the episode notes to access the Substack Live Without Borders.